It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Get everything you need to bet the madness this year. 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, our tournament betting guide, advice, strategy, $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, we're going to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Sign up today. Get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament, April 5th, only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. All right, so far in the show, we have uh, talked about the first two sessions on today's card. We will get into the uh, later sessions coming up in this hour. But Paul Stone is kind enough to join us in the studio this morning, professional sports better, Dynamite on College Football. You basically, you, you specifically concentrate betting college sports and golf. Is that correct? Absolutely. I, I'm a specialist, Mitch, in uh, college football, college basketball, and PGA golf. That's pretty much all I bet. It's good to see you again. Great to see you guys. It's always a, an exciting time of the year. I think like a lot of people, these two days, the, the first two days of the tournament, Thursday and Friday, my favorite days of the sports year. Yeah. You, you like this better than opening weekend for college football? You know, I really do. I mean, college football is my first love, but at the, at the same time, just the energy and the way these games just – come one after another and you just have the endings and the way uh, that uh, CBS and all their partners, the job that they do with the timing of going to the different games. It's just such a unique event and uh, the upsets, the fact that the, mm-hmm. the small uh, team, the sleeper teams have a chance to win a game or two. So just, uh, I, I think it's a little bit, uh, a little bit more uh, exciting in my mind than the, even the first weekend of college football. Yep. And the energy in the book and all the people, it's great. What advice would you give to people? Uh, coming to town or, or newbies? 
You know, I think one piece of advice, and it's it's pretty obvious, but uh, I always say if you you know you uh, fail to plan, you you plan to fail. Uh, maybe I'm getting that wrong. It's, it's early, uh, and forgive me if I've gotten that. You should have planned it better, Paul. <laughs> I should have planned. I should have planned better. So don't listen to me. But uh, you get the gist of it. But but money management. You know, don't don't bet your entire bankroll on the early set of games on Thursday well morning, yep. and you lose. And then the games yep. that you would have won later Thursday and on Friday, all your winners, you don't have any money left to bet. So you got to pace yourself. Uh, I, like I always say, you know, even if you have an excellent bet, it still has a 40, 45% chance of losing. So the, it's a percentage mm-hmm. game. So don't don't go all in, the excitement, and this team, there's no way they can lose, and those types of thoughts. Good points. Also pace yourself with moderation. I mean, eat clean and uh, at least don't get after it uh, three beers in at 10 in the morning. <laughs> I mean, it'll come back to bite you too. Sure. Um, all right, you, so, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, let's get into some of your games here that you like today then. And I think that, you know, in some of your games here, Paul, you're going opposite of what has been like common narratives, right? Or popular trendy picks. And I say that because as soon as you saw um, Arkansas pitted against Vermont in that 4-13 matchup, you just knew that people were going to be all over Vermont, right? Trendy pick, dominating their conference tournament, uh, the little guy that people are going to be rooting for. But you're on the opposite side. Why do you like the Razorbacks? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Vermont seems to be everybody's kind of flavor of the day right mm-hmm. now. They dominated. The Catamounts did the America East, mm-hmm. but that's that's a very weak uh, conference. They did have some some good uh, some good victories in non-conference play. Uh, they beat Northern Iowa, I believe, early. So they've got some decent uh, games on their schedule, but they lose uh, in non-conference by eleven to Maryland. Uh, they lost on a neutral to Oakland by two. You look at this Arkansas team, a lot of people might look at it as a negative, but I look at it, at it as a positive. The fact that they've lost two of their last three games, including losing by 18 points to Texas A&M in the SEC Conference semifinals. So they're not going to come in, they're, they're not going to come in limp and um, lacking focus. They've lost two out of their last three games. They're a hungry team. JT Note, if people hadn't watched a whole lot of college basketball this year, one of the most exciting players uh, in all of college basketball, I just think Arkansas is going to put it on Vermont today. Yeah, mm. it's it's basically that game comes down to style of play and which team is going to be able to dictate, right? And if Arkansas gets Vermont to yep. play their game, I, I don't think Vermont can hang with them. No, if it gets to be a, a fast game, obviously Arkansas is much more athletic. And, uh, you know, Arkansas played again, the SEC it sounds odd to have said this, especially even as recently as two or three years ago, but this might be the best basketball conference in the nation. And uh, so Arkansas's level of competition has been much higher. I think they're much more battle-tested for this type of game. They do carry the burden of expectation, which can can be kind of a neutralizer in the, the first game for some of these teams. But I just think Arkansas's hungry. Again, they've lost two out of three. Uh, they're going to be, uh, you know, pedal to the metal. All right, tempo. Yep, 28 against 288. And here's another one with one of your plays. Providence, 273, South Dakota State, 59. Bombs away South Dakota State. They can shoot it. And this is, I said this earlier. I mean, it's its hard with South Dakota State, Murray State, Colgate, and Vermont because they dominated the leagues. They have these long winning streaks and great records. You know, the leagues are down, but you can still have a very good team. So what do you think here with the Jackrabbits? And no one likes Providence. Great story. They win the Big East, blown out by Creighton by 30, and won every close game. 
Yeah, like you said, Paul, I mean, first of all, in handicapping the tournament, that, that's the beauty of it or the challenge of it. The leagues that these teams come from in some of these first-round games are so disparate in terms of mm -hmm. level of play that, that you know, it's, it's tough to put it all together. But uh, it, it is a little bit concerning, I guess, to uh, be on the trendy side, which is South Dakota State. I don't think I've heard of anybody on Providence. Obviously, Providence didn't finish – uh, well, even though they, they won the Big East, their last eight games, they kind of limped to the finish line. But this South Dakota State team, you know, they couldn't have been any more impressive in winning the Summit League 18-0. Uh, and 0. I think they won yeah. by five games. Mm -hmm. uh, they played some good teams in uh, non-conference. They beat Stephen F. Austin, which is a good basketball uh, team. They beat them in Nacogdoches, Texas, by 12 early in the year. Uh, beat uh, Nevada, beat George Mason, also beat Washington State. So they beat some good teams. And like you said, they shoot the three-pointer. Highest percentage in the nation of any team, 44.2% from three-point land. Uh, that is tremendous. I didn't look back at uh, other leaders for different seasons, but I can't imagine too many teams have shot higher than 44% from three-point in recent uh, years. So uh, I do like the Jackrabbits over uh, Providence today. Yeah, they're the best volume shooting three-point team in the history of college basketball, meaning any team that made more than 300 during that year, and they still hit 44%. It's they, they top 2015-2016 Michigan State. Okay. That's how good they are. Man. It's awesome. Um, I said this a little bit earlier. If that number on Marquette, North Carolina kept going up, I was going to have to grab Marquette. You did. You grabbed uh, Shaka Smart's club plus four. Why? You know, again, sometimes it's just about the number. Yeah. And now you're seeing pretty much, I hadn't looked in all places this morning, but I think it's pretty much universally three and a half. But when you take Marquette plus four, obviously as long as they don't lose by five or more, you at least don't lose money. And I just like the number there. Marquette, I think clearly in a fundamental handicap of this game, might have some difficulty with North Carolina's size. Uh, they've lost five of the last eight, but Shaka Smart's team, uh, they had some moments this year. They beat uh, league runner-up Villanova twice, I believe. Uh, they beat Providence on their home court by about uh, – at Marquette's home court by about 30 points. I almost beat them a second time in Providence. So they've had some spots. But this play on Marquette is as much a play against North Carolina as anything. Mm. North Carolina's just been wildly inconsistent. I mean, they lost some games early in the conference play. Uh, lost back-to-back -back games, I believe it was to Miami and uh, – Another team that's not uh, highly uh, – I mean, Miami's a tournament team, but uh, lost two games by 55 points like back-to-back -back in January. So they've kind of been all over the map. Obviously, the victory over Duke at Duke was a big one. Uh, come in, I believe, off a 13- or 15-point loss to Virginia Tech. So they've just been all over the map. And I'm just not sure they can beat Marquette by five points or more. So I took Marquette plus four. How important is handicapping when you look at the coaches and maybe experience? As Shock has been to the final, didn't work out at Texas, but he's been to the final four and he's been in eight tournament games. And this is a first game for Hubert Davis. You know, you have to take it into account, especially a lot of these lines, even the first round games now, or many of the lines are so tight. You have to take it into account the experience factor. And Shock is smart. You know, like you said, it didn't work out in Austin, but this is the third team he's taken to the NCAA tournament. He knows the lay of the land. He knows mm -hmm. the uh, the different elements of, of preparation and uh, the, the site that you're at and those types of things. So, uh, you know, I think you've got to give him a, a little edge. I don't put too much credence in it, but I, I think you definitely have to consider it at some level. How about when you go into the second round? I mean, you're talking about no prep time then. 
when you're ready, you're coming off a win, and then you're getting ready for your next opponent, and then I think you really see what coaches are made of then. Yeah, I mean, that short turnaround, uh, you know, obviously some coaches have made, uh, I mean, Tom Izzo comes to mind. I don't know if Michigan yep. State's got the, the horses to do it this year, but he's he's been Mr. March for the most part, so some people can, uh, can handle it. It seems like when you get to that second round, you know, there's not as many upsets, and the cream kind of rises to the top. Everybody's got the the cobwebs out and the nervousness and all that. So, yeah, but it is a quick turnaround. So I think coaching probably does play a bigger role then. You're not really big into futures, usually, when it comes to betting sports. Uh, do you have anybody at all to win the, the title this year? Have you bet anything else, like teams made the Sweet 16, any props that you like, or are you sticking to, like, sides and totals? You know, I stick to sides and totals. I'm pretty much a, a boring. You know, I go to Baskin and Robbins as a kid, and I would get vanilla. vanilla? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bad, Mitch. But I, I do, you know, I think on the futures, really, although you're going to, you know, the excitement now it's close and you're thinking about it, if you're going to bet futures and, and you're doing this uh, on a serious level, I think you got to do them early. Yeah. you got to get, you know, that 80 to 1 before anybody sees it. And then by the time everybody recognizes it, it's 25 or 30 to 1. That's how you're going to make some money on futures. So yep. I'm not involved in any futures in the tournament. You have to grab Arizona in December, not this week at 6 to 1. Yeah. You know, if you're doing it, I think if you're doing it again at a high level that, on futures, that's the way you're going to make And people don't think anything about it. But, you know, you got to, when you hit, the, when you hit them, uh, and you don't need to hit too many probably to be successful, just like some of the golf guys sure. you have on that do so well, uh, Andy Jeff and some of the others, and, and, and Brady and Matt and all those guys. You know, it's a whole lot different hitting something at uh, 60 or 50 to 1 than it is at 30 or 40 sure. to 1. Hang tight. One more segment. Paul Stone, uh, he likes another game coming up later on tonight with a significant injury now. We'll tell you about that coming up next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. First Bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today. Promo code Vegas1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vsun.com slash horses for details. Bonus code Vegas1000. So we continue with Paul Stone, professional college football and uh, College basketball handicapper and better in town for the tournament and the madness. I think Las Vegas is going to be completely slammed this week. Oh yeah, I mean it's just uh, it's the crowded, uh, most crowded weekend of the the year. It seems like out here as far as the sports book go. Uh, you know, you better uh, get there early. And so many of the the books now, you know, I understand they're they're a business, but so many of them now have gone to uh, you know paid si- uh, seating and that type yeah. of model. Yeah. So it's not quite as uh, big of a deal. It, as it used to be, you know, having to get up at 3.30 or 4 to get a seat if you were sitting in the book and that type of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, great time. A lot of people here. You should see the Mirage already. The Mirage here, the Westgate people. You're right about camping out. David Purdom had that tweet where guys used to wear the adult diapers. So you, because you kind of can't get that seat up. I mean, that's prime real estate. Think about that. <laughs> it's true, yeah. <laughs> they they did a story many years ago on a local news station. It was down at the Mirage where a family yeah. that was this their that was their annual tradition. They would come down here as a family and they would get four seats at the Mirage and they get there on Wednesday morning and they would sit there the whole time and they would alternate. Okay, now if you want to go take a nap, go right. ahead. But I'm, it's my session now. I got the watch. Yeah. You know, go get something <laughs> to eat. It's on you. They sit there for twenty four hours before the games would start. How about that? You know, you know, I, re- I remember reading that story. I think it was in the Review Journal, and there was uh, that family. There were women that were watching the games, which is, so, you know, yeah. that's a, that's a big difference now too. You know, so many more 
ladies are involved in uh, yep. in betting the games and attending the tournament and being in the sports books. So, man, it's just it's great stuff. Okay, so this is big for one of the night games here on day one. Uh, Murray State in San Francisco. It's unfortunate. You never want to see a kid go down with an injury, obviously. But in terms of betting on these games, what does it mean? This uh, Masalski kid for San Francisco, first team All-West Coast Conference. He averaged 13.5 points, 9.5 boards, and 2.2 blocks. That's a huge loss for San Francisco. And you were, you were already bet Murray State before that. Yeah, I mean, I took Murray State. was one of the first bets I made Sunday. I took Murray State plus two, plus two. At, the, at the Sunday opener. So, you know, minus two uh, is not as good as plus two, a four-point swing. But being across zero, I can I can still recommend uh, Murray State at minus two. But that's a huge blow. I mean, I, you never want to see – you want all teams to be at uh, at their full capacity and have their full complement of players. And that's just uh, – that's a tough blow for them to have – played you know 30 some odd games and now they get to the when it really counts and uh they don't have their uh their their best players so that's that's a tough deal but this is a murray state team i, th- I think they've got a chance of course south dakota state a lot of people obviously uh backing the jackrabbits but murray state's a veteran club they're 30 and 2 uh one of those losses to auburn uh you know they beat mm-hmm. um belmont i think twice by a total of 55 points they just uh ran them out of the gym uh, one at Memphis by two uh, in uh, in December, so they've got some really good uh, victories. San Francisco comes out of the gate at ten and zero, and San Francisco beat some good teams during that stretch as well. Davidson, Nevada, UAB, UNLV, getting out to that ten and zero start. But I think the Dons kind of peaked early. I think their best basketball was played uh, before January first, and now this just really makes it more difficult for San Francisco. Uh, and I could still recommend Murray if that minus two is still available. All right, so you are Mr. Texas. You have a uh, great gauge of the Longhorns program, football and basketball. Uh, they now come in reeling. I mean, they blew just a monstrous lead against TCU. I can't, I can't get over that. I mean, they they were up by 18 at halftime, and they scored 20 points in the second half, and they lost the game. Now pitted against uh, Virginia Tech. You like the Hokies? I do. I mean, this Texas team, like you said, against TCU in their uh, first game of the Big 12 tournament, they're leading by 20 late in the first half, by 18 at the half. They have another uh, game where they just basically go into a funk uh, offensively, uh, can't score the ball, and uh, lose 65-60 to to TCU. They had a similar game. They had several games like that during the year. They had one game that comes to mind against Tennessee, you know, to show what the Longhorns can be. At home, they led Tennessee by 17 points with about eight minutes to go. Ended up winning that game, I believe, 51-50 by one. They did win that game over Tennessee. But this Longhorn team has just had a lot of, uh, again, offensive lapses. It hadn't gelled together all these grad transfers. I think like Chris Beard thought it would. Texas has lost their first game in the NCAA tournament the last four times they've been in the tournament. I think this bunch makes it five in a row. Virginia Tech playing well wins the ACC tournament four games in four days. The only way the Hokies were getting in the tournament. And uh, I like Virginia Tech to beat Texas in a low-scoring game. Very good. Before we get to the early game tomorrow to start the uh, card with Loyola and Ohio State, how about, what do you have, Abilene Christian on Sunday? What What, what is this game? Are you like one of these wacky tournaments. What, what's your angle here? Well, you know, I, I, I do a podcast, the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, and that was kind of the theme of my podcast this week was, you know, don't forget about the little guys. Sure. Everybody focuses in on the, the NCAA tournament, but these 
the the non-NCAA events, there's three of them going on. Uh, don't forget about them because sometimes the vet, best value can be found there. Uh, in this Abilene Christian Troy game on Sunday, these are two teams that come from conferences that are in my area of the country, so I follow them pretty closely. Uh, Abilene Christian in the WAC and Troy in the Sun Belt. The team, the conference is rather pretty comparable, uh, comparable in terms of, of relative strength. I think the WAC's a little bit better at the top of the conference. Abilene Christian, I think they had won 12 of 14 before they lost their tournament final to New Mexico State out here in Vegas uh, last week. I like this Abilene Christian team. Uh, I think they're going to beat Troy. Troy doesn't have a whole lot of uh, big wins on their schedule. I think Abilene Christian is going to win that game by more than five points. Okay. That's a 7.30 game Eastern time on Sunday night. Really? Yeah. Man. No, you're right, though. I mean, the money spends the same. Tickets cash the same. Who cares? Right? So how about, I'm looking at nine games on the schedule, not in the tournament on Sunday. Oh, my God. I think wow. one of the, yeah, one of those tournaments, I think they play like four or five days in a row, and that's – I can't, yeah. I there there that, are 13 games on Saturday, not in the tournament, nine on Sunday. Oh, okay. Right. I think this I think this game is the, the tournament, Abilene Christian and Troy play a neutral side in Florida. They play a common site there in that uh, – in that tournament. It might be in Daytona Beach. It is. Yep, I'm looking yeah. right now. Ocean yeah. Center in Daytona Beach. Right. Mm-hmm. On Sunday night. Okay. Uh, I think this is the last game that you like on the card then. Paulie brought it up. Loyola against Ohio State. And again, the immediate reaction that I heard on Sunday is, uh-oh, Ohio State's going to be in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. People really liked Loyola a lot. Were you one of them? You know, I, I am. I uh, Just Ohio State, obviously, first of all, they've lost four of five. Uh, their last five, two of those losses were to Maryland and Nebraska. Uh, they're just not hitting on all cylinders right now. If people don't follow college basketball real closely, one of the best mid-major guards in the uh, in the country, and really one of the best guards in the country, period, Lucas Williamson, a guy who's a veteran player, 14 points a game, five rebounds, three assists. He shoots individually 40% from three-point land. He's the kind of guy that can carry you for stretches of time, can carry you to victory in a game. Uh, has big game experience. So I just think Loyola's uh, a, a better basketball team, um, and I like the uh, the Ramblers to beat the Buckeyes. Uh, Loyola pick over Ohio State. Okay. Is that, do we cover everything then? I think that was all the games that you like. Mm. That sounds, yeah, that sounds like we hit all the ones that yep. uh, we were yep. talking about. And yeah. your favorite game on the card is Arkansas. That is, you know, Arkansas and Abilene Christian, of course, not a tournament game, probably just a a notch behind. But I I think Arkansas is going to handle business against Vermont. You also bet golf. Do you have anybody today? Tournament starts up, coming off the heat, you know, the on the heels of that. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what that was. The players, you know, I I don't know what that was. (laughs) I do. I tell you, this turn, this is uh, the Val's par this Uh, week, uh and uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look here real quick and use my. notes because it's hard for me to remember uh this tournament doesn't get as much uh but i've got a few tournament matchups sam burns uh minus 131 over tommy uh, fleetwood i've got uh matthias swab over uh weisberger uh, at minus 115 i've got bubba watson uh, around even money uh, plus 100 over gary woodland and then Joe, uh, Jason Kokrak around minus 130 over Brooks Kepka. So those four uh, matchups, what I'm playing this week. Okay, very good. Uh, and again, you can follow Paul on Twitter. He is at Paul Stone Sports, and you brought up the podcast as well, the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, which drops like every Tuesday. 
you know, Tuesday in the beginning, then I got uh, to where I was doing it on Thursday, but now I'm back to Tuesday, and I'm going to stick to that. Yeah. So Tuesday is the is the correct answer. You in Vegas until Sunday, Sunday night, Monday. What do you do? How do you operate? I'm going to go back to Texas uh, early Sunday and, and be back home in East Texas by Sunday night. So, uh, yeah, that'll be my travel uh, regime. Very good. Good to see you again. Good to see you guys, and I hope everybody has a great uh, great tournament, great time of the year. Yep, same to you. There you go. Paul Stone, professional college football and basketball handicapper and better, also with uh, golf as well, a couple of bets that he has uh, going on today. All right, uh, email here is ftm at vcin.com, ftm for follow the money at vcin.com. Also on Twitter, if you want to tweet at us, at vcin live, at Mitch Moss Radio, and at Paulie Howard. Up next, we will get into the early evening games. We touched on this briefly in the first hour because you all know that uh, 12s have done quite well against 5s in the past. It's actually better than you might think. We will give you the straight-up and ATS numbers going back coming up next. The Sports Betting Network. First round dogs that went outright is the exact quote from Winners and Winers Chief Editor Ben Hayes. Loves the picks, wants to share them with our VSIN listeners. So ride the streak. They're yours. Just text VSIN to 320 350 3500. Three dogs that he likes in the opening round 320 350 3500. Text VSIN to that number. Good luck. Why do you think 12s have had so much success over fives over the years? Is it because the committee, they really do a, a poor job of seeding teams in the first place? Yeah, that's Is it because that. that over the years we've had more parity? These teams are much closer to the others? That, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a big part of it. I mean, that goes back at least uh, 10 years. Just cover up the name of the jersey. You can't tell the teams apart. Mm-hmm. How things have changed. Everyone's on television. I'd rather go to a mid-major and, and play right away than sit the bench. For a couple of years at a top program, uh, seating is a big uh, plays a big role too. I mean, we've we've seen 12s favored. Absolutely, you got an 11 favored to start the day. That's the that's the one. You got a 13 four with a fours laying one and a half too. Yeah. I mean, so many years ago, yeah. it was always about the bubble. Oh, I can't believe this team didn't get in. You still have some of that, but really, the biggest problem now, going back almost 20 years, is the seating process. And I, I've said this. So many times I have lost count. But the year that Louisville was a four seed in Washington's bracket and Washington was a one, pretty much fell off Adam Hill's couch at his house. That might have been like 2005. We were astonished when we saw Louisville drop as a four. And guess what happened? When they played in the Sweet 16, (laughs) Louisville was not only favored, they ran him out of the gym. Surprise, surprise. So I think that's been... That's as far back as I can remember, like something just catching my attention off TV when they pop the seeds on TV, and I'm like, what? You have no clue what you're doing. No. The big thing is what do they do with a, a good, quote, good mid-major with a nice resume? Yeah. Give them the Scroogey job. You know, I talked before he passed away, I, I talked about that with Tark. Tark was at, well, they had it in for him, the NC2A, but when he, he was at Fresno one year. They were top, this is when they used it, they were top 10 RPI yeah. ranked. They were in the 8-9 game. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
Truly. They got the defending champs, Sparty, in the second round. Yep. Like, give me a break. And he was loaded that year. Yes. That's kind of like uh, Wichita a couple years ago. There's another one. The, the bracket in 2017, and they had a replay of that North Carolina-Kentucky game on the other night. That was epic. Down to the wire. They kept, they put North Carolina 1, Kentucky 2, UCLA 3. That was the Lonzo Ball UCLA team. But in that same region, they had Wichita 10. And Wichita, I think, was top 10 in Ken Palm that year. It's like, what are you, in the same region? Yeah. Like, Carolina and Kentucky were arguably the two best teams in all of college basketball, and UCLA was great that year. And then they throw Wichita in as the 10. Yeah. A lot of times you got to think, it's like the Kansas region this year. Wisconsin's the three and Providence is the four. How do you come up with this? Mm-hmm. What worries, concerns do you have? What do you think? When, when a coach is complaining about something, that's when I pay attention. Uh, that really Pen- caught Penny. my attention, yep. yeah, with Cooley. That, that and what Memphis, what Penny Hardaway was saying about travel and the schedule. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tennessee and Barnes still complaining about the seed. And it appears everyone is on South Dakota State, Chattanooga, Loyola, uh, to name a few. Very popular picks. As Dustin said earlier, I want to see the ticket count at various places on these two. I want the ticket count on South Dakota State yep. in Providence and the money count. Mm-hmm. That game is, uh, what, the second game to tip today, yep. I believe? Great schedule to start. It's Great very schedule. good. Like tomorrow. I'm a big fan of tomorrow. Not to start to, the day. No, tomorrow is going to be a whoever lot of fun. Made, whoever made the schedule tomorrow. I mean, what are you doing? I said this or, or, yes. yesterday, I think. Tomorrow's going to be a great day to bet the first to 10 or first to 15. You have to. Because yeah. you have nothing but like twos and 15s going right, at it. Right. Out of the gate today, Michigan, Colorado State, South Dakota State, Providence, and Memphis and Boise. That's a good schedule. That good. That's Tom- really good. Loyola and Ohio State are the early game tomorrow. Then it's Jacksonville State, Auburn, Montana State, Texas Tech, Yale, Purdue, and Delaware, Villanova. So you go 15-2, 14-3, 14-3, and 15-2. Okay, but four in a row. Prediction. Come on. At least Payne? one of those teams will be in trouble late. Yes, Payne for the okay. for the top seed there. Well, we might have a Royal Rumble in the Jacksonville State Auburn game. Oh. I was not aware of the history with Pearl. Very good. Jack- that goes back a long, long time. I mean, they're like an umpire and a manager, like totally screaming at each other. Faith. I mean, this is they can't stand each other. Yeah. I mean, that, that's crazy. Some of them. There it is. That's good. Good tweet. Excellent. This is a screenshot from a video, Southern Indiana in the Kentucky Wesleyan. Wesleyan in 2000. That's, that's 22 the, years ago. It's the first media timeout. Pearl and Harper yelling at each other's faces. It was a regular thing. Oh, oh this is good. That's the matchup. Then you sure. got the whole screwy thing with Jacksonville State. I mean, it's like clerks. I shouldn't even be here. Uh, but this is, they weren't, they got in because Bellamine wins it, but they had that, weren't eligible. Yeah. That whole yes. business, too. Yes. So it's like, like, come on, Jacksonville State, come on. Give someone else a chance. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Pruel's uh, fired up on the sideline. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like that from a coach. He's yeah. a little, maybe, I mean, his face gets he, fire hydrant red. He runs hot. Like eight minutes. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But like something about Mary. This guy, <laughs> he runs a little hot. Uh huh. Uh, Pat Healy. Is that his name? But, but Yeah. But as you yeah. said, though, too, the other, I mean, that also means because of that. The late games are good. It could be fantastic. Oh, no question. At least with the schedule, what we have. Yeah. Now, I I really wish the Arkansas Vermont game would be earlier today, because it's going to be that game. What tips off late? There's no going to bed yeah. during Arkansas and uh, Vermont. Yeah, six twenty. Yeah, six twenty. There, there's no sleeping this weekend anyway. But you get my point. I would think UCLA wins comfortably against Akron. Could be wrong, but I would think that's a bad matchup for Akron. Uh, that's the that's the late game, and so was Kansas Texas Southern. I did not take UConn. My uh, I'm sorry, I did not take New Mexico State plus seven against UConn. That seven has gone the way it appears, mostly 
if not all six and a halves now on this game. Uh, again, the fives, twelves here in wow. this matchup going back since 2009, 12 seeds are 29 and 16 with three pushes ATS. Highlighted by a 14, 6 and 2 ATS uh, mark when they're dogs of six points or more, like New Mexico State is today against UConn. Well, the uh, the old lady down the street knows about the the five twelve, uh, but the, I'm going to go against Allen Boston the great here. Uh, it's a tempo game too. UConn two ninety one, New Mexico State two twenty three. But just looking at the numbers and the net, the SOS, the Ken Palm's numbers, offensive efficiency twenty one to eighty seven, defensive efficiency, and I think uh, if they can keep New Mexico State off the glass, and UConn's fantastic on the boards. And they neutralize the uh, the size of New Mexico State, but it also hasn't worked out for them as well. I I, I gave that earlier from ESPN. Since moving to the WAC, they're zero and nine in the in the first round. That's right. Now majority of them they haven't been close. But in 2019 they should have beat Auburn. Right. Lost by one, and Auburn went to the Final Four. But some of that also was under Menzies, where he kept getting there, and they, and they would get run out too. Correct. So and this uh, year's team is really good. Right. I could be wrong, but I, I think Connecticut uh, covers. You have the uh, Kentucky-St. Peter's game. Kentucky's lane 17.5. Total is 132. This should be a blowout. I, I really think this so. Should, this should be a blowout. I yep. just think it's it's too much. When you look at – compare the athletes here and what you're going to have. Now, this is a part of college basketball people don't like. I know a lot of people aren't a, a Cal fan uh, in terms of X's and O's. But it, it, Kentucky's hired guns. They're mercenaries. It, it's a brand-new team every year. But it's all NBA players and and – and a star of athletes, and it's St. Peter's. I mean, really, this is a huge St. Mary, St. Peter's should be outclassed here. Yeah, I do have Kentucky, uh, and I've said this many times. I think their A game is better than any other team's A game in the entire country. The problem is they don't bring it every single day and every single game. Yeah, right. So that's right. that's going to be an issue. I think that'll catch up with them eventually in this tournament. And I hope I'm wrong because I have a huge ticket on them at 28 to one to win the tournament. Um, and also, there's this, and still plenty of time for you to subscribe and read today the betting guide that we have here at VEASAN. Uh, it's at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You'll find a nugget like this. Number two seeds laying big numbers. Like mm. this one, for example. 17 yes. points or more since 2005. They're only 12, 21, and 1 ATS. Now, we're coming up in almost 20 years there, folks. That's 36%. I talked earlier, and so did you, about how Tennessee is now laying 18.5 as a three-seed. That's a huge number for a three-seed to be laying. Well, when two seeds are laying 17 or more, it hasn't gone well over the last now nope. 17 years. No, nope. The Ken Palm numbers on off uh, uh, three to 118, Kentucky and uh, St. Pete, St. Peter's. SOS 29 to 212. Offensive ranking 4 to 259. I mean, it really could get ugly. And with the Tennessee, th- I mean, Longwood's good. But there's yeah. another one. It's you can throw them in that mix of the four teams I mentioned earlier. They've won twenty and twenty-one. But I was very impressed how they ran out Winthrop in the conference title game. Uh-huh. But but again, the, the the stuff with Barnes, the horrible ATS run, and a team that's feeling good about themselves and uh, just winning the SEC title. But again, R- Rice is doing the right thing at Boise. Okay, maybe for a couple hours you can get ticked off about the seed. Like everyone in this thing's good, for the most part. Well, let's worry about Memphis. Sure. Stuff. They're still even the head coach, even Barnes is still complaining about the seed. Yeah. So, I know their their percentage on two point shots is bad. Great defensively, but Longwood can shoot, and I think eighteen and a half is too much here. Yep. You can maybe 
you know, complain about that for a couple of hours, then you take it out. Tuesday still? Come you t- on. You take it out in the backyard, you bury it. Absolutely. You, you get rid of it. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. More coming up on the Arkansas-Vermont game, the late night session. Our 13 seeds turning into the new 12s. The numbers suggest this. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. 
every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. You're home for live in-play betting. Just got even better. Introducing points bet new feature, college basketball lightning bets. Look at AI. Huh? Bet minute by minute. Lightning fast. Instant college basketball lightning bets now available. Located on the live event menu. Choose the outcome of the next play, next point. And to stay in all the action all game long, get up to points bet. You're home for college basketball in-game betting. New customers use code VEASAN2K to get do risk-free bets up to $2,000. What a promotion. Get up there now. I mean, there's so much. Now, there's so many different things in creativity, which we'll, we'll run down in a second. How about all the big bets, too? Duke, nonstop, on the East Coast, a $300,000 bet on Duke to win it at 17-1. to 1. At Whoa. Th- yep. Somebody has 300000 at 17 to who was off 17 to 1? Yeah. Like this week? Yeah. Also, major, three major books said more tickets have been placed on Duke to win than any other team. Points bets, one of them as well. Here down the street at the Westgate, there was a $40,000 and a $30,000 bet on Gonzaga to win it all. Those are some of your big yeah. boys. I mean, I got to be honest, like half these teams in the field, I will not, again, because this tournament has been madness for 30 years now. So really, like, what really surprises us anymore? A 1 over 16, it's only happened once. Yeah, that's going to surprise me. The anniversary was yesterday. Of Virginia? Yeah. Now, that'll never happen again. You agree? No, no. They they were up. They were up. Blew them out. No, 16 will be the one. That'll probably happen again. Never say never. But uh, to be up to up 20 points, they killed them. You know, I fell asleep on the couch. Oh, no. you How? Because that was the that was like the, the four, late, late four game? o'clock game on Friday. Friday. I'm exhausted night. from the whole week. Oh. My dad woke me up and he's like, "Mitch, you're missing it." He was in town to watch the madness with oh. me. He woke me up. He's like, "Hey, they're going down." Like, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, exactly, sure. They uh, were down twenty. Yeah. And then you shut me up, and they came right back. Then the you, next you year, picked them in your face. Yeah. They'll <laughs> in be your, in January. They're going to win it all. In your face. See, th- this is that created one of the best oh. moments. Oh. That's why the madness is so amazing for in Las Vegas. There was a guy who went to Maryland-Baltimore County. He yep. was an alum over at the Westgate watching the game live, and his buddies carried him out on, the, on their shoulders. Had the, man, did, on, did the victory yeah. tour. Yeah. Took him all the way around the sports book, and people were going nuts the whole time. Yep. If you're going to be anywhere, and by the way, like you could be watching at a sports bar or in a different book somewhere across the country. That's why like the first to 10, the first to 15 prop bets are incredible. Like As, as guys who have been doing this for a long time, it, even if this is like, your first time, Wait till you see what it's going to be like today. Right. If a 15 seed gets to 15 first and the whole place erupts, oh, yeah, yeah. come on, that thrill like when, that is great. We were at the Westgate Theater. It holds 1,500 people the year Belmont should have beat Duke. The whole theater is chanting, let's go Belmont. Yeah. Unbelievable. But then again, we don't want to see it in college football. 
But that's no, we never want the upset in college football. The little guy, but this is what we want for two, three days. Another thing, too, uh, side note, is uh, Uncle June says to uh, Tony, come heavy, the $20 sandwich does not work this weekend because this is bigger than the Super Bowl. Wow. It's the madness. So the $20 sandwich will not work. We've seen that a couple of times already, like, shut you down. over the weekend. And I think yeah. earlier this week, people are like, no, nah, it's not happening. No, you got to come heavy. I mean, these places are sold out. So as far as upgrades. I'm Mike Palm told us the week before the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, no. It was the week after the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. That this weekend was trending hotter than the Super Bowl weekend here in town. He said it's probably not even going to be close. He'll update that coming up in about 10 minutes. I'm concerned about our friend Evan. I, th- I don't think no he's walking into in terms of how big this is, and if he, okay, I, I want a cabana. I want, I want, I want to sit here in the boat. Like, okay, I got to plan this. I mean, he, I mean didn't, this. he didn't secure it I, in I'm advance? Not, I, I'm, I don't know if, I don't think he was, uh, made the plans. But we'll see. Well, money talks, but With, we'll see sure, what right. they can do when everything's sold out already. Yeah, right. Now, how about this on the four seeds? Arkansas takes on Vermont tonight. It's following the UConn-New Mexico State game on TNT. Arkansas laying about 539 in that territory from Point Spread Weekly. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Four seeds and how they've been unreliable lately. Yes. They are 10-17-1 ATS over the last seven seasons. Now, if you go up to eight and a half points or more, which UCLA fits against Akron, they're 5-12-1 ATS, 29.4% going back. So could, could 13s be... In, you know, in just in covering yeah. games, the new 12. Right. And, and the Providence line is historic, where you see a four is only laying two points. And uh, the, that's a record. The other two times it was that low, the, the four lost when a 13 was getting that much respect. The 13 yeah. won. So that's something also to, to ponder and look how, at. How is this a good result for the books if South Dakota State wins that game outright? Yeah. How? Not I'm good. surprised. I mean, wasn't it years ago, Michigan and Oklahoma State? Everyone bet Michigan. I think it was two, and Oklahoma State oh. had a three at the buzzer to put it on one. They were down four. Yeah, that was down, right and away. then everyone had first Michigan. Game. There you go. Yep. First game. Hell of a game. Fantastic. It's crazy. I, this, I, yeah. The memories that you have. I talked about this, I think, before. Usually, you like when you're at a book or a ballroom, everybody's rooting for the dog, right? They go nuts for them. There was a year when Michigan State was the two seed. They got, ups, they got outright upset by uh, Middle Tennessee State. Oh, routed. Killed. The whole book at the Westgate was dead silent. Could you hear a pin? They were the number one team. Because I think yeah. I think people had Michigan State future bets coming out of their that, ears that year. That's right. And it was the exact opposite in the same day. The same day, two fifteens won. Norfolk beat Missouri. Bets. Biggest upset in tournament history. So I think from a point spread standpoint, twenty one and a half. Yeah. I think Baltimore County was twenty. Uh, and wow. then and then uh, McCollum and Lehigh beat Duke. <laughs> same day. Same day. How about that? Uh, so much creativity and great stuff. Again, we'll do it with Mike Palm coming up. The instant gratification. Good job, Jay. Don't forget, Jay Rude. I think MGM was the first place to put up the first to 10. But uh, first to 10, first to 15, largest lead, and first field goal, two or three, every game here at Circa. All these teams, yes, no, sweet 16, you're seeing. That's offered. At Bet Rivers, they have stage of elimination for the one seats. That's awesome. I like that, too. And then Bet Rivers also has... How many teams from each conference to make the round of 32? That's listed as well, in addition to the win totals that each conference well, has. If you're looking That's for well something, done. yeah, if you're specifically yeah, you eyeballing oh. something, you can find these props. Like somewhere, somebody's going to have something up somewhere. Exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. And we're also getting feedback on, because you, you mentioned Duke, 300,000 on 17 to 1. 
I with Duke, I'm not surprised. I, I won't be surprised if they lose in the second round or if they go to the Final Four. Right. I said that about Iowa. Uh, we're getting tweets from people saying this year's Iowa team is different. Maybe. How so? I, I they, That's all they said. It's still scoring. And, remember and remember last year? The defense. They, I don't trust McCaffrey. Last year they were a two look seed. My, sure. Uh, yeah. And look, look at McCaffrey's history. How do you back a team to make a deep run when the coach can't get to the second weekend? It's like Tennessee and Barnes. Come on. I mean, that is At ugly. some point, Rick Barnes is going to get out coached, and it might happen sooner rather than later. It could happen. It might happen against Longwood. Could. That this guy, I love this story. You know, 800000 a year, CFO of a law firm. Nah, I don't. Nah, I want to try something else. Do something else. I love that. Good for him. And, he, and he, you know, he's got the money put away, but then goes, okay, I'm going to try college basketball now and be a coach. Mm. And look at that. Give me a Longwood win today. That's a big number. Too big. Too Too big. big. Too big. Concur. For a team that can score? Yep. Did you bet Murray State? I did not. I bet them. That was one of my first bets I made on Sunday. They were catching plus Uh, two against San Francisco. That was a tough game. I was just ticked off that they matched them up against each other. (laughs) But you feel terrible for San Francisco with the injury. And also, I mean, this is Cartwright, Fulp. They haven't won a game in a tournament since Cartwright, 1979. They haven't been there for But Paul mentioned that he thought they peaked early. But also, take a look at the resume. I mean, what is it? Nine, ten losses. Three of them to Gonzaga. Two of them to St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. They blew a game against St. Mary's, and they blew a game to BYU. That could really be an impressive resume. Oh, sure. And a strong win-loss record for San Francisco. But now so the that, news that's again. That's a tough game, but that's again with the, with uh, Murray State. Yep. About the Ohio Valley was down. Yes, they were great against Belmont, but 30-2, and two, and you beat Memphis in one of the losses to Auburn? Yep. See, I was expecting that number to drop Murray State, too. And so when you could okay. grab two on the opener, I thought, okay, I will gladly take that. And now the unfortunate news again for San Francisco is that their big man is out, and he was in all, yeah. you know, his first team West Coast Conference, 13 points, nine rebounds, two and a half blocks. Uh, that's tough to overcome. Well, people saying this Iowa team's different, I think that's the case with tomorrow's game to start with Loyola-Chicago. You don't have Mosier anymore, and I don't think it's the team that's going to make a deep run in the same Loyola team. I mean, they fin- I know it was convoluted with tiebreakers and, and that kind of thing, but they, they struggled down the stretch, got the four seed into the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, and then they, were, they, they played well. They were fantastic. I mean, they ran out Northern Iowa, no problem. Well, but they, also, they were a lot of bumps along the way for Northern Loyola Chicago. I think people forget how awesome that team was last year. Oh, come that on. Was embarrassed, again, Illinois. Criminal when they were given an eight seed. Yep. I think, I think they were top 10 in Ken Palm last yep, year. Another one. You're right. Okay. And they, they took Illinois apart. Uh, that team was awesome yep. a year ago. Uh, not exactly that same form. This year's team is very good. It's not last year's team. Up next, Mike Palm's going to join the show, VP of Circus Sports, the Golden Gate ND here in downtown Las Vegas. Tournament angles he's looked at and how he approaches the tournament overall. Pre-game uh, point spreads and totals, first halves, second halves, in play. Advice from the Maestro coming up next. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. 
Listen to brand new on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.